The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel, the Allah warns about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. Now, you guys watching on the video platforms, you'll see these are different. I wasn't fibbing. We are live right now, but we are pre-recording the show. Uh, and on the left side of the page is Bradley's um, show from the previous day. So if you want to watch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you got there. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We got a lot of friends over there in the morning, so good morning to you guys. And also while you're there, please subscribe to the channel. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the name of the channel on Rumble, and uh, we'd appreciate your support in that, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, before it's news.com, top of the page over there, the guys are letting us use their platform, get a lot of uh, uh, traffic over there and people who watch the show from before it's news so we appreciate their support as well uh, right up under where we're streaming live on sonsoflibertymedia.com you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out once a day late afternoon early evening all the articles we have for sons of liberty media including the morning show archive so as you guys can see this is the morning show archive for the day we're recording which is on friday and uh, when you go in there you get a video you get a podcast you get the links to the previous day's articles all the videos documents any kind of thing links to the scripture verses whatever the case may be that we have we put it all in one neat little package so that you guys can utilize it and you can share it and you can download it and upload it whatever you want to do it's free to you to use however you want to however you want to do that so a week ago, we had Dr. Henry Ely on with us, and you recall uh, me and my son went down to the Healing for the Ages conference down in Texas and uh, had a great time, a lot of like-minded people. The information was really something you're not going to hear, uh, clearly from the Mockingbird media, that's one place. You're not going to hear it probably from many of your physicians. I just got through talking with my father and my mom, and I said, you know, how many doctors do you know they'll come in and you say, 
they'll say, I have, you have cancer and they'll say, well, what you need to do is immediately stop eating certain things and you need to start eating these things. Maybe you need to take certain supplements. You need to juice. Maybe you need to do these coffee enemas like Kate has talked about and all these kinds of things. Or is it, we want to give you chemotherapy, which we know is going to kill you. Uh, and we want to give you all these drugs that we know is going to kill you, but we're going to make a lot of money in the process. And then when you're dead, we're going to charge you for that too. And, um, I, you know, you just don't find doctors that really are looking for the root cause of the problem so that your body can be healed. And if you hear noise going on, it's because everybody's awake in the house. It isn't six in the morning like it normally is. So this is the kind of thing we're up against. And among the doctors that were there, there were only four that spoke. Uh, one of them was Dr. Jana Smith. And I asked if, you know, we could we could bring each of the doctors on and kind of let them elaborate to our audience some of the things that they've learned. And so it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Jana Smith. Good to see you. Whoops, you've got your mic mark, muted there. Sorry. <laughs> it always gets me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming to our event. It was it was amazing. Oh, it, it really was. You know, everything about it. I have all kinds of good things to say, not just you guys as the speakers and the information you gave. The humility. I mean, for doctors normally think they know everything. They think they're gods, or that's the ones that I come in contact with. You guys were so humble. You said we learned that we learn different things from each other. There are still things we don't know. There, you know, that's that's a humble heart to say we d- we do know what we do know and what works, but also we're open to be taught and learn ourselves. And I think that's what always makes a good teacher. That's how I encourage a lot of homeschool dads and homeschool moms is to say, do you know how to read and learn something? Yeah. Well, then if you can do that, you can just take what you learned and teach it to your kids. And it sounds to me like that's exactly what you guys were doing down there. Yes. And, you know, we we love to learn and grow. And actually, the word um, doctor means teacher. So that it, it resonates with me for sure. And it's not just the four of us. So we each have a whole circle of other doctors and scientists and amazing, brilliant people that we're constantly learning from. So we definitely we kind of wanted to invite other people to do research, invite other people to do studies and and give us the information on what they're finding in their practices because we can't do this by ourselves. And we found that when we came together, like we were all doing some really great things, but when we came together, it just, it was exponential, the the information and the education. So uh, we, de- we definitely feel like a lot of the things that we uncovered, we couldn't have done by ourselves. We had to do it together. Yeah. And one of the great things was, and I, I know everybody doesn't see it the same way. I already understand some of that, but you all recognize there's a creator, And that the creator has made us and he's made us to interact with his creation. Now, as one who believes the Bible is authoritative in in teaching us things, I don't think it's just spiritual things that are being communicated there. I do think there's obviously ways in which we love our neighbor and that we even love ourselves in the fact that we care for our own bodies. The Bible talks about that, too. So with that said, I want people just to get to to, to know a little bit about you because you've got kind of a... Uh, a strange family life for most people as to how you grew up and things. Could you tell them a little bit about your background? Sure. I didn't know it was strange in the midst of it, but uh, I was raised a little differently. So my mom and dad, um, very different people. Um, It didn't work out for them to stay together, but I definitely gleaned wonderful things from them. Um, My dad was a a Navy SEAL corpsman, and then afterwards um, became a, a physician. And he was a triathlete, you know, very outdoorsy. So I got that influence. It was absolutely amazing. But while my dad was off fighting the Vietnam War, my mom was home protesting it. 
So it didn't really work out. But um, you know, she didn't want him to be there, but um he felt that that was his his duty, his honor to be able to fight for our country. So while my mom's home protesting and her new friends are this group of hippies, that's part of my life as well. So as as a child, I grew up on a commune, I guess you could call it, like a hippie commune. And I had amazing, wonderful aunties. And we had just most incredible open um, way to learn how to grow food, how to live life how to, um, you know, watch the seasons. And it was really, it was really cool um, experience being able to grow food and uh, raise chickens. And I, I never, I don't even think I had a soda till I was maybe 16. And then I didn't really like it. So, um, or sugary cereals, we made our own bread. So I feel like I really got a nice grounding as a child with natural health and healing. And if I had a stomach ache, they just, they would say, okay, well, you know where the mint and the chamomile is in the garden, go pick some, eat it, or come in and we'll make a, an infusion of some, you know, a tea. So that, that's how I grew up, like reading the cues of my body and knowing what I need and then knowing what plant or what activity, like maybe I needed a nap or something. So I, I was empowered with that at, from a young age. And one of the influences um, in the communal living uh, extended community was Patch Adams. And so for those who know Patch Adams, he just shook up uh, med- medicine, shook up the whole uh, title of being a doctor. He's amazing. He felt like we really need to look at the person. We need to look at love and laughter. And there's so many other things to healing other than here's this medication, right? So um, I watched Patch do incredible things with incredible people. And he's still an influence in my life today. And it gets, I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. My great grandmother was Cherokee. Uh, She was a healing woman for her tribe. So I learned so many things about roots and seasons and the way to live life and how how to be well, and then also how to help other people. And then one last like cherry on the top there is I had a family member that started um, a vitamin supplement um, company and it's not your typical vitamin supplement. It was all natural, all whole food supplement for our dog, for our family dog, because they wanted to put him down. And he's like, "No, we can, we can help him. He's young." And it worked, and it worked so well. He jump started a product off of that, and then he went on to horses, and he went on to people and athletes. And so I watched him navigate the vitamin supplement world with such care and he would expose the ones that were doing things wrong. Like he would um, often have a raw ingredient come in, but he'd have it analyzed very carefully before he would actually use it. And quite often they were putting fillers in the, in the raw ingredient. So I watched how he, he analyzed it. He chose the best of the best, took really good care of his people. And so it was wonderful to be able to see that from, um, from, you know, the inside out. So that's some of my background. And when I got ready to go to med school, I wanted to be like my dad. Everyone said naturopathic med school is your, is your route. And they were so, so right. So I did get a doctorate in um, naturopathy. And then I went back and got a second doctorate in ministries because I felt like they went hand in hand. Um, I can't really have one without the other. And I, and I love that. So, um, so that's me. That's my background. Okay. Well, when I said it was strange, I'm saying it's strange to modern man because, uh, you know, we're, we're, 
many of us didn't have that kind of upbringing. Now, my dad did some gardening. I can remember going back in the woods because he used somebody else's land because he didn't have his own land at the time. And he, we'd plant potatoes and green beans and all this stuff. And, you know, the fun thing about me was harvesting potatoes and stuff. That was the only fun part about the gardening part to me. Uh, everything yeah. else was like, oh, can we just get out of the heat and the dirt and everything else? But, you know, now that I'm older, I, I wish I had learned more and had stuck with that through the rest of my life I, because I see the benefits now and mm. I'm having to repent, if you will, of how, you know, my life has been lived in the area of food and health and things of this nature. But I've told people the silver lining and all this convid stuff that we've had is that my eyes have been opened even more than they were as a, as a husband uh, to my wife and father to 10 kids. We, you know, there were intuitions we had with our children when they got sick and things. But now I see, I see that kind of brought out and people like yourself are reaffirming the things that we thought were going on that medical doctors were saying, no, it's not that it's this. And yet dad ends up calling it the whole time, you know, before, before everything gets, gets shown for what it is. So I, I'm grateful for people like yourself who've had those experiences. You're out there helping people. And that's why we want to bring on the show. Uh, well, thank because you. thank you. Yep. I actually had a conversation with um, some of the MDs. They said, uh, some of my friends, they would tell me that they, there's some so much they didn't know because they weren't taught. It wasn't that they're not open to these things. They just weren't taught so many of these things. So now that they know, they're like, yes, we want to incorporate and we're working together, which is really nice to be able to meet many, many MDs and, um, and PAs that are open to it. They just that part of their textbook wasn't there, right? I mean, they're brilliant. They're smart. They want to help people. And their eyes have been opened through so much of the last, you know, even Amen. 10 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We we had Dr. Kaufman on and he said we were taught all this stuff. We couldn't ask questions because we got a we got a drill for study so we can regurgitate the answers so we can get our sheepskin and get out there and practice. And then when you get out there and practice, you find out the things you're taught to do aren't helping people. So you have to back up and relearn. You didn't have that problem because you learned it the right way, uh, learning from what God has put in creation. One of those things, if you can speak to this for just a little bit, I was thinking when you were talking, Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And we know it actually does that. It actually does what it's saying right there. The other one I was thinking of, too, uh, deals with our thought life. Uh, Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And Jesus talks about as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How important are these things of being joyful, happy, glad, laughing, thinking on things that are pure rather than things that are profane the world wants to put on? How does that work into our physical health? It has everything to do with our physical mental health. And I feel like, and, and Patch Adams was a big proponent of laughter and love and connection, connecting with people. And we see through technology and our modern world, we're getting less and less connected. There's less FaceTime, there's less conversations. And we're having this lovely conversation, but this doesn't happen to most people most days. It's through texts or something. So I feel like that personal connection is getting lost. And that's so important to our health. We're designed to be in community and in communion with people. So, um, yes, it's very important. Um, and the stress that 
people undergo can really be relieved. I mean, we all have stress. We all have stress in our lives, but it can really be relieved by laughter and joy and putting those things around you and in your life and choosing those things that are joyful. It can really relieve the stress and get you back in balance physically, emotionally, mentally. And we see lots of physical ailments and the people are just like, I don't know what's going on, but they've got such a fearful or negative attitude that that's, that's honestly a really good place to start. Um, and often it can cause um, it like anger, for instance, can often manifest in the liver as just congestion. So um, a lot of people that have anger issues also have liver congestion. So we kind of correlate that. And if you teach people these things and then give them some really practical ways to include joyful things in their life, just a little goes such a long way that they start to feel it. And then they just, it just rolls. It's much easier when you start a little bit and you start to feel, oh, I feel better. Oh, I feel happier. Oh, this is easy. So yeah. And I know life's not always easy, but God gives us that joy that cannot be robbed. There's nothing that can rob that joy if you tap into what God's given us. Amen. Yeah. And I do think that that does manifest itself like what you were saying. I was thinking about uh, King David, you know, when he committed the sin with Bathsheba and he tried to hide it. And it's right. it's almost like you see him thinking, oh, they know, they know. And he's trying to hide it. And he, when he begins to pray to the Lord, he talks about his bones waxing uh, oh. within him. He, he talks about all this physical ailment that's on him. And it's because he's stressed out because he has violated the law and he's seeking to hide it. Oh, yeah. Instead of repent, he's seeking to hide it. And uh, so the, the prophet has to come, and then obviously he's open, and God does give some restoration. There's some consequences, but he does those kinds of things. So you're exactly right. And this is something I've said about men in the community. They need to get together, the men do, uh, yes. to be the law enforcers of our country, the way the Constitution says, but as a means of discipleship. You know, a lot of that stress can come off just by guys venting with one another, letting that out and getting that out, and then having camaraderie together, maybe men praying for one another or coming along and helping uh, the other guy if he's got some trouble. So I think community is a big means of keeping our health as well. Yes, I do too. And I love what you said about men coming together as as the solid foundation of our community. I think that's so important. And even getting out and doing some physical exercise. I know we have, we raised three sons. They're all adults. And it was such a joy to see other dads and my husband take, take their boys and teach them things that they like, go out and fish. And it just became such a, a healing and amazing, wonderful thing. And they still think about those and, and love those things today. They think about the time that they spent with their dads and learning different things. It's, it really, I think, does keep a community healthy. Amen. Amen. And then it's passing on that knowledge, too. You, you got a lot of your knowledge growing up. And I'm sure you probably didn't have to go get in a book to learn that knowledge for the most part. You just learned it by being around people who already knew how to do that. It's true. Just experience as well. I often joke that my uh, my sons could do my lectures, do my signature lectures that I've done because they've been around it. They've lived it. They've heard it. I mean, they could take my place at any given moment because I passed it all along. And I always say, like, there's no reason for us to have all this knowledge and not share it freely. So if I find something that works, something that's good, something that's helped my family or my friends, I want to share it far and wide. There's no reason to hold on to it. Amen. That's exactly what I've said, too. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the biggest things I found was probably back in 2017, 2018, was chlorine dioxide, a natural you know, compound that we have, a salt mineral that you use. And man, I, I have used that <laughs> just... 
you know, a lot. And when I haven't used it, boy, I, I've noticed where I've gotten sick. Now, a lot of that comes from I wasn't eating right. And I've learned from that, too. But uh, And I think, really, if people are putting good things in their body, for the most part, they're going to be healthy overall. And I think most people don't. They hear it. They get it up here. But it hadn't got down here yet to where they're actually practicing it. And so they keep going through these cycles of sickness and uh, and that can be prevented simply by what they're putting in their body. I agree. I agree. What what you put in your body and what you avoid putting in your body is very important. I always start people with um, some gentle detoxes. We're, we live in a polluted and flawed world, so detoxing is, is important. So liver cleanses, uh, heavy metal cleanses. There's a really great product that Dr. Group and Dr. Artis put together called Foreign Protein Cleanse. And that's addressing a lot of the foreign things in the body now that shouldn't be there. That's a really good one too. Uh, I often, you know, parasite cleanses, getting these these invaders and this sludge out of our bodies makes everything work so much better. So I, I'm a big proponent on cleansing, on uh, fasting of some shape or form. Everybody can do some form of fasting. It doesn't have to be a full on, you know, juice faster, but everyone can do a little something and it jumpstarts our Jump starts our body, jump starts our cells into kicking off toxins and performing the way they're they're designed to perform. Yeah, amen. And I can testify to the juice stuff because I did that uh, in the weeks running up to the conference uh, because I'd gotten sick once. My friend said, you need to get that chlorine dioxide in you. I thought I didn't have any made up and I didn't feel like making it up. And then I remembered I had it. And I told people in the air, I said, I took it. An hour later, I was out of the bed. I felt better. I was able to eat. And I said, you know what? I got with Kate, our nurse and nutritionist uh, who comes on on Saturdays. I said, what do you recommend I do? I'm just going to go full throttle with this. She said, do your fresh juices, a lot of carrots, a lot of ginger, turmeric, lemon, and apple. And I did. I was doing like three of those a day. And to tell you the truth, after about three days, whenever I drink one of those, I really wasn't hungry. And I noticed something else that happened, Jen. It was, it was I felt like brain fog had lifted. Um, we had left off animal proteins and dairy and stuff like that. And I felt that lift. And then I felt this, I don't know how to explain it, except there was, there was an inner strength to say no to things that before I would struggle with. You walk by and you say, Oh, I'd like to have some of that. It was just like, just brush it off. I mean, and there were other things mentally that, that cognitive stuff that cleared up. Just by putting those nutrients in it, and I, one guy says it's like rebooting your system, so to speak. So I did that reboot, and I had lost like 30 pounds right out of the middle. I'm skinny as a beanpole, but I had it all right in the middle from the work that I do. Wow, that is amazing. I love that you did that juice fast and that you're sharing now the great results from it. There's one thing that happens when you juice fast and you like don't eat a lot of the sugars or meats. I'm for a season. Um, it actually resets the microbiome of your of your gut and your intestine. And here's something wild. When I learned this, I was I was floored. So the bacteria in our stomach actually communicates with our brain, and it tells us what it wants to eat. So if our brain's like, "Oh, this broccoli salad is what I should have. It's what I need. I haven't had any greens recently. This is what I should have." But there's this donut over here. And if you have an overgrowth of, say, candida, a bacteria that's not friendly, it will send nine messages to your brain that you need that donut 
over the one message that your brain says, yes, I need to have this salad. So this is why it's so hard to have that willpower. But when you know it and you can do uh, maybe some kind of fasting or some, uh, even intermittent fasting can help break that sometimes. And then you'll notice when the bacteria starts to get balanced in your belly and your gut the way it should be, you're not craving things that are horrible for you. doesn't mean you won't enjoy it every once in a while, but you don't have to have it and you can say no. So that's really cool that you notice that that happened. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, it, re it really is. And of course, we've we've learned from, from Kate, again, she comes on every week. And one of the things she says is most of our disease comes from a unhealthy gut. And since the gut is tied to the brain, she's mentioned these things too. And I've heard it and heard it and heard it. I had it in my head. <laughs> And then when I did this and the lady talks about the way our body is supposed to eliminate the waste out of our body, all of a sudden it clicked in my head and I go, well, this is what's missing in, for me. And uh, and then as that came on, again, it was quite unexpected, but very welcome, uh, that, that willpower, if you will, to do those kinds of things. And I think that's where even fasting, if you can go, what, two or three days, that's when it really starts to kick in. And I think that's why we see fasting in the scriptures. I think that's why Jesus probably fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he had the strength to resist the devil in the, in the temptations he was up against. But now one of the other things that's kind of fascinating is most people probably don't know a doctor that grows, you know, takes care of their own bees and stuff. And so bee pollen was a, was a primary thing that you had that you spoke about. Tell people a little bit about bees and about how important they are for our health and even for the environment that we're in. Absolutely. And yes, bee pollen is probably my favorite topic other than talking about the Lord, right? Bee pollen and, and my family, then, then bee pollen is probably third. So bee pollen, um, and you may even see some bees zooming by, um, is, is my favorite natural supplement. Bees are very important. They Not only do they pollinate the plants so they'll grow and give us fruits and vegetables, but they also take some of that pollen back to their hive. And when they do they add a natural enzyme in it called glucose oxidase and glucose oxidase holds it together and it holds together these lovely pollens from all kinds of flowers and together it has every vitamin and mineral known for human nutrition and more plant-based protein than anything else you can eat even even meat-based protein like there's more protein in bee pollen than anything else you can eat and it's highly digestible so this is just just barely skimming the top of what what bee pollen can do with it has cell renewal. The rutin alone in bee pollen is worth it to take just to strengthen your capillaries. It helps um, athletic performance. It helps focus and function. I I can totally tell when I haven't had bee pollen by that you know busy busy mom five o'clock hour and you sit down and you're like whoo you're reaching for a green tea or a piece of chocolate or something because you get that slump in the day because your body just didn't have everything it needed to get through the day. But on those days, which are most days, I do remember my bee pollen in the first part of the day, God's perfect multivitamin. I just go straight through the day. And I honestly, I get done about 10 times more a day than my peers who are not taking pollen. And I sleep great. And I, I attribute this to pollen. I've been taking it most of my life. And so I see the results. I see the, the incredible, incredible um, nutrient dense value and with people that come to me for, for help as well. But that's not all. Bees do a lot of other things. They have, um, they make propolis, which is a power packed dense. I use it as a medicinal. It's not a daily thing. So propolis is made from the bees. They actually get waxes and resins from trees 
add it to the pollen that they brought into, add some water, and it becomes this sticky, sticky substance that they use to build their hive. Or if there's a break or a crack, they'll fill it in. And so it's very, very sticky, very uh, concentrated. But if there's a wound or maybe a sore throat or something, it is a very, very powerful healing agent. So I like to use propolis for um, for medicinal properties. And then honey, we just use that all, all the time. Honey is our go-to for sweeteners, for sure. Less um, glycemic index rise than sugar, but loaded with nutrients. And sometimes you get a little pollen in there too. Yeah. Now, what is what is the the difference here? Because I know you know in in recent years, and we've seen this here down in South Kakalaka, uh, where we're we're not seeing the bees as plentiful here. I don't know if that's the same in your area, but I've heard it from people in the chat and other people that I talk to across the country that the bees just haven't been out as much. I mean. You know, we used to go out and we've got a holly, big holly bush that's right here where our cars are parked in the driveway. And you'd go out there in the summertime and you'd hear this, and as all the bees are in there and you, it's just, it's just silent. Are you guys having the same thing? Because this is very important for our food supply as well. Yes. And it's not necessarily that the bees aren't out. It's that there are less bees. This is a, this is a global issue. It's a global problem. And there are many things that hurt the bees. They're very delicate creatures. And so round up these horrible chemical phosphates that are hurting us are also hurting the bees. They're very sensitive. So if you spray your your yard with Roundup and your bees pollinate on those flowers, then it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the whole hive. It usually kills, it kills probably, you know, just one, one day of um, harvesting pollen from Roundup laden flowers is going to kill most of the hive. So this is this is a problem for sure. Uh, the other huge problem, other than chemicals, is uh, cell phone towers, satellites that are being irradiating us, blanketing us with five um, G. This messes up the little natural GPSs in the bees' bodies, and they can't find their way back to the hive, or they can't communicate with the others. Like they all they all day long communicate with each other. Like, hey, this is where this is where the flower source you know is here. This is where the water is, and they tell each other all day long, but with the constant bombarding of 5G Wi-Fi radiation, it's it's messing them up. They're 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 not able to communicate well and then they end up, you know, hive collapse is what it's called. So many, many hive collapse issues. Some counties are also requiring people to medicate their bees. So there's natural mites and different things that bees can get um, you know, things get into the hive, but a strong hive can fight them off. And then a maybe not so strong hive can fight them off over time and then they become strong. Same with our bodies when there's a pathogen or some, you know, pest. If we're strong, we can fight it off. And if we do, then we become even stronger. Same idea with the bees. But if they medicate the bees, it just weakens the hive. And so this mass medication of bees, giving them antibiotics and different things, permethrin, um, is hurting the bees long term. Not to mention, I wouldn't want any honey propolis or pollen from any hives that um, that have had this exposure to uh, Roundup or anything like that. So you got to be really careful where you get your your honey, your propolis, your bee pollen, because you want to make sure that it's organic and that the bees water and food supply is clean. So we are very, very diligent. And this is why our farm is growing. Our bee, we get more and more and more. One thing that we've done 
that's making a difference. And I'm I'm constantly trying to find ways to make a difference um, to help the bees be healthier. But we put copper tops. Um, I wish I could carry my, my computer and go show you. We put copper tops on top of each hive. So I had this local metal shop, just I gave, showed them the dimensions and we put the copper top and that blocks the Wi-Fi radiation from the hive. I can't do anything while they're out flying around, but at least while they're home, they have that protection of any any sort of Wi-Fi radiation. And we reduce it in, you know, in our own home, but there's things we can't do anything about, you know, the big cell phone tower a couple miles down the street, or that's one way to help the bees. Uh, mm-hmm. And then making sure when you do create this lovely environment that they don't have to go very far. They'll go up to three to five miles searching for water and flowers. But if it's right there, they're very efficient. They don't want to go five miles if they don't have to. It's wasted energy. So if you have it close to the hive, if anybody has bees, keep their water and their food supply close to the hive. They'll produce more and they'll be stronger and healthier. So that's one way that I know we've been able to help the bees. And I'm trying to share it with as many beekeepers as I can. The other thing I'm working on right now is a paint um, that will go on the outside of the hives. And quite often we'll paint the hives to keep it from degrading over the time. But um, I'm putting shungite in the paint. And shungite is an incredible stone from the Karelian mines in Russia. I mean, it's in other places too, but I feel like the most pure is from the Karelian mines. They and make it, pen, they make pendants and all kinds of other things to protect people from EMFs. Yeah. Out of that stuff. This is, this is one of them right here. This is shungite. Yeah. So it, it helps us too. So I, I've done tests. I've done EMF detector work with it. The beautiful thing about shungite different than copper or Faraday bag, which I'm also a proponent of, but Shungite allows the devices to continue to work. So you're not blocking, you're just absorbing, changing those. I mean, you may, you may know that those waves come in as man-made and it goes to the Shungite and then becomes resonating like gravity or the sun's, you know, sun's natural EMF. So I'm working on that too, a paint for, to paint the, the beehives with the Shungite as well as our own our own homes and um, rooms, and we're doing everything we can because it's everywhere. Yeah, and I, it sure is. Up, right, it's hard to get rid of. So we're trying to do everything we can for the bees. They do so much for us. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it's it's kind of like uh, when you have a garden and stuff. You want to take care of that because you know in the end, if you're putting the effort into that, that that's going to be that's going to be something good for you. It's the same thing. And the same thing when you have animals, you know, the Bible talks about a a man loves his animals. He cares for them. You know, you don't take your ox out, work it all day and then say, well, boys, sorry, we ain't got no oats for you today. No, hay, no, no, no water for you. Just going to make it make. No, you go take care of them because they've worked so hard for you. And you want to make sure you want to make sure they're at their best of health for doing the other. Now, one of the things I want to ask is how do you separate out? And maybe you can walk us through the process here. And, and I'll throw you this one in before I do that, because this was on my mind when you're talking about coming up with the Shungite paint. Our friend Corey Hillis, he's down the road here from me in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. He's got a site, and people can go to it, fixemfs.com, fixemfs.com. Uh, and uh, Corey has come in with all kinds of products. One of them I have on here, this is just a personal device, and it's I'm sure it's probably, he doesn't tell you what all is in it, but it's all natural, all organic. And you can wear this out anywhere. He's got it for your car. He's got it for your house and stuff. But he was talking about using some of his products for animals. People had cows that were getting sick because they put up a 5G tower. And so he spaced out a couple of his devices. They're about, you know, this big. 
uh, that he used on the house and spaced those out. And all of a sudden, they were seeing results. Now, he's not going around telling everybody all this stuff but uh, because he's not going to make any kind of health claims and stuff. But obviously, there's something well, to that. And I'm kind of... Yeah, certainly people can tell testimonies like yep, this is sure. Oh, for sure. I'm telling every I tell everybody and I'll tell you anything that's in any of my stuff. I, I'm not if you want to make it yourself. Great. Um, but um, it's for information and entertainment purposes only. And everybody likes when I do that because I do a little song and dance. <laughs> so it's entertainment and information purposes only. You got to be the one to do it and choose to do it or not to do it. And nobody's going to force you either way. That's good. That's good. There are lots of ways. I, and I love the shungite paint, the shungite powder. You can put it in any paint. It is black. So I often encourage you can paint over it, whatever color you like. But um, I think even um, painting the wherever you keep your router, um, with chicken coops, like we have chickens and paint the chicken coop. It just It just helps reduce the impact, the negative impact. And we can, I think we should do as much as we possibly can internally, externally. Yeah, I think Dr. Lee Merritt mentioned uh, some some posts that she put up with her chickens and also in her garden that have copper run through the middle of the post, the wooden post. And then I don't know if she said she wrapped them. She sent me a link. I've, I've yet to get to look at it yet. But I said, oh, I need to do that probably with my chickens and the other things that we've got going on here, too. But yeah, I wanted that. to yeah. we have that, but it has nothing to do with the EMS for me. Okay. It has just copper into the soil. So it acts uh -huh. as an antenna above and then into you put it into the soil and then it, it provides a natural constant source of copper and the plants uptake that copper and then grow bigger. So that's okay. why we have copper in, in, yeah, copper. It's like coils. Yeah. 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 She, I think she was doing it, though. She said something about the EMF. So I don't know if it helps with that or not. I, I'm not real, real savvy on that, but that is something I'm going to be looking into. But I wanted to ask you about this this thing with the bees. So you talk about bee pollen. Now, most of us know about pollen. We see it on our cars, you know, this <laughs> kind of greenish yellow stuff that's out there. Or we get hay fever or whatever it is, and we sneeze and all this. So that's a, And we understand bees pollinate things. But what is the difference here between the bee pollen and, say, the honey they produce, too? What's Because you, you talk about both of them are really good for us. So what's really the difference, and how, how do you... Uh, sort of harvest both. I understand the the honey harvesting. I've never seen the bee pollen harvesting. How does that work? So excellent questions, actually. Thank you. Um, so the difference between bee pollen and honey is bee pollen is right after the bees have gathered all the pollen and put it together with their special enzyme, and that's bee pollen. Once they take it into the hive, it's called bee bread, and it ferments, and they can add water to that and make honey. So it's a, a di more diluted and very sweet. So bee pollen isn't as sweet, but over a period of time of fermentation in the hive, the pollen will become more sweet. They add more enzymes and water and that's honey. And they use it to feed, honey is used to be for their food. They use it for food. They fill it throughout the hive. It feeds the baby bees. Um, so that's how they use pollen to make honey, to make propolis, to make everything. But the bee pollen for me is the natural multivitamin because it is so nutrient dense as as it sits. So how do we pollen? How do we harvest this? I used to do it the old fashioned way. I've got a much better way now. Before I put a, a pollen catcher on the front of the hive, and bees would go in, and a little bit would fall off into this catcher. But now I have a drawer. It's on the bottom of the hive, and the bees come into the hive, and they come through the little. Um, like little circles into the hive 
and just a small amount of the pollen comes off their legs and the rest goes into the hive. So they get more. We maybe get 25%. They get 75%. It's theirs. They worked hard for it. They're just being kind enough to share it with us. So it's kind of like the mud coming off their boots as they come into the house, right? Is that what we're saying? It's a little get, some of these little granules get knocked off. They're usually loaded. We live in Florida. It's constant, you know, usually loaded. And some of it just falls off as they come into the hive, which is natural anyway. And then I pull the drawer and there it is, completely unrefined, beautiful bee pollen. And we just put those right into bags or bottles directly, not touched by human hands, just the bees and the flowers. And you, we don't do anything to it. There's no processing. It has to be very plain and raw in order to keep all of its properties. When you start processing it, um, grinding it, um, often like putting it in capsules or it, it can degrade a little bit. So I like perfect, I perfectly, I like it in its natural state, but, um, we can use it in other, other forms. It just isn't as potent. So when, so when people get your bee pollen and I saw that you guys had that set up, in fact, my son who was with me was very intrigued by, it. he said, I'm going to go buy one of those things. Which one y'all think I ought to get? And he started looking and I said, well, it looks like the better deal is to get the bigger one. Because that's, right. I'm always a frugal mind. If it's bigger and it's that's cheaper, go that route. But it's but you're you're basically saying that you that bee pollen just came right out of your your I don't want to say your drawers. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but your your drawer for your beehives, right? Uh, it yeah, comes out of your right off the hive. Yeah. And right. the people now, in order for them not to mess it up any further, they just take a spoon and get out a little bit for it, and that's that's what they're doing. That's it. You can um, put it in a smoothie. You can you can sprinkle it on anything you want. I just take it straight. I usually I usually like to mix it with a little bit of honey, and it gets soft, and that just helps the digestive process um, before you actually ingest it. But um, yeah, you can put it in anything you want. You can just knock it back with some water, some juice, some tea, um, and that's your multivitamin for the day. Interesting. Everybody's different, but we usually start at a fourth of a teaspoon, move up to half a teaspoon, move up to one teaspoon. And my general is one to two teaspoons a day. And that's it. Interesting. I, You know, the people will tell you, uh, if you were to talk to them about the show here, that I'm always fascinated when we get into little things like this, things that, that people aren't even given thought to about the bees. And yet the Lord in his wisdom in the creation has made such incredible creatures. I mean, the Bible talks about we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at the creation and how it's made to work together for our good. And ultimately, it's supposed to be for his glory uh, because it talks, the Bible talks about the heavens declaring his glory, the, the firmament declaring his handiwork, all these kinds of things. And men don't stop and slow down enough and be still and know that he's God and that he's done this. Some of the things that I was thinking of in the scripture, uh, and, and bee pollen is just you know one of these things that you're talking about here, but I think about how just the common things in the creation have been used in, in healing. And I look towards, uh, this is Isaiah chapter 38, but it also occurs in 2 Kings chapter 20, but we've got he King Hezekiah here, and he's got this boil that's on him. And listen to what it said. Verse 21, for Isaiah had said, let them take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster upon the boil and he shall recover. And Hezekiah also had said, what is a sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? Well, when he did this, he was healed. Then we have, these are just a couple of illustrations. First Timothy chapter five, uh, we have Paul giving some medicinal advice, if you will, to Timothy. It was he said it was for information purposes only and a little entertainment. He did a little dance too. And then he says this. He says, drink no longer water. 
Don't be a teetotaler here for a second, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake. And by the way, guys, that is fermented grape juice. It is not grape juice. It's fermented. It's wine. It's really wine. Because if you drink grape juice, that's not really good for your stomach. <laughs> it might tear it up. Uh, but wine is good for the stomach. And he says, and thine often infirmity. So take a little wine, Timothy. Don't get drunk, but take a little wine for yourself. Then we have over here the Good Samaritan. Everybody knows this story. Luke chapter two, uh, 10, verse 34. And what did the Samaritan do for the guy? Did he give him a pill? Did he do some surgery on the guy? No. He says he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, natural things that occur in nature, and set him on his beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. He gave him a place where he could be taken care of. So he showed love for the guy. And then finally, this one right here. Uh, this one is from James. And this is what James says in James chapter 5, verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Well, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And there was a specific oil that they had. We read about this in the Old Testament. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Not It doesn't say the faith of the person coming. Who's the ones doing the praying? The elders of the church. They have to have faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And then he talks about confessing your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Oh, does that not fit, Jana, with what we were talking about with community before? Completely fits. I, I love that you read those. That's so, so powerful. And I, I don't, do you remember when Dr. Ely showed um, a, a Masura Emoto's work of, with the water crystals? This makes me think of it. Oh, yes, he, yes. So I love this because it, it speaks to the way we behave when we are prayed over. So for those of the, you that may not know, this work, um, Masura Emoto uh, took pictures of water crystals in all different types of areas. And some were beautiful and perfect from, you know, the Alps. And then maybe from the inner city in L.A., it looked muddled and distorted and just awful. But when he prayed over the water and said the name of Jesus, it turned beautiful and perfect again. So I, it just amazes me to see these pictures because we know it, but to be able to show someone that doesn't know it, like look what happens when you pray over someone or yes. over yourself. So I, I completely agree. And if all of our, you know, all the water in our body is aligned to the kingdom of heaven, of course, the body's going to work better, and of course, we're going to get healed. So, I I love I love that that scripture that you just shared with um, praying for for those who are sick. That's that's number one. I mean, he is the great physician. Amen. Yeah, and he says that those only those who are sick need a physician. And he was <laughs> up against religious leaders, and this is something that I'm seeing more and more too. The religious leaders, for the most part of our day here in America have bought into the Rockefeller kind of allopathic medicine, take a pill, get cut on, you know, all. And I'm, I'm not saying there's not a place for right. surgery. I, I think there's traumatic things, but they're traumatic. They're not everyday occurrences of people being sick. And I, I think many of the religious leaders of the day frown on things that you guys were talking about down there, things that I'll, I'll mention here on the show, they kind of frown on it because they go, well, wait a minute, that's kind of new age-ish. That's what they tell me. And I go, how is, you know, we talk about frequencies and we talk about energy. We're all emitting that kind of stuff because we're the result of the 
frequency, the vibration of the very word of God that holds all things together. So, uh, you know, I don't think that much has changed today from the day that Jesus is. Men have just created new ways to commit old sins and deceive the people. And I think that through the convids, I really think God is starting to open up a lot of people's eyes. Not everybody's, because not everybody wants to have their eyes open. But he's opening, I think he's opened up the eyes of his people a lot more than what they were to see. He has given us, as Peter says, everything pertaining to life and godliness, not just the spiritual, but also to the lives that we live here. Good. That's good. So you mentioned the what they were taught in schools and, and how it, this is looked at as new agey by using what God's given us for health and healing. And if you do rewind, it all started with the Vanderbilts and the Rockefeller and the AMA, American Medical Association. They wanted to make money on pharmaceuticals. So how's the best way to make money on pharmaceuticals? And that's to ban the natural things that are working since they couldn't patent all those naturals. They have taken natural things, added, taken away from, and then they're able to patent it. But for those ones they couldn't, they wanted to ban them. So in the med schools, um, uh, Flexner, they had a professor Flexner, not a doctor, go and make a whole write-up about how all the med schools are going to change. This is back in the early, early 1900s. All the med schools need to change and they will only do the pharmaceutical model. This is it. This is all we're going to do. It's only medication and all that other stuff. They coined new age, right? That's, oh, we, that, we don't want to use that. That That's just, that's old school. We need to keep up with the times. And this was all for greed and power and money from already greedy, powerful people. It was insane. They didn't need it, but they pushed. And that's what happened. And the schools that didn't, you know, fall in line were blackballed. And and they, you know, lost funding and the government wouldn't recognize them. And the government went along with all of this, which is terrible. <laughs> so this is what's happened in the med schools. And that's what they've been taught. Now, I 100% agree I mean, if I break my arm, I'm going to my favorite orthopedic. Sure. Right? <laughs> there is such a time and a place for that. But it it they were separated. There was this false separation. Didn't need to happen. It was greed that did it. But where I feel like it should have come together, all the modern advances in surgery and technology to use together with the natural things that already work and to keep people well and healthy. That's that that combination is what we're trying to bring back. And I, thankfully I am working with people that are doing that. I'm actually, um, I am doing many, many things as you know, but, um, I'm the wellness director at gold care and gold care is doing just that. We're removing that obstacle between us. And I work seamlessly with MDs and PAs and we, we take people and we look at their whole body and we look like, do you want to get off this medication? Let us help you. These are some natural things. And on top of that, it's all covered by faith. So we have a faith covering. We pray for each other. We pray for our members and our members can come on and actually go get prayer. Like, oh, I, I have this illness or I have this worry. Like, they can get prayer and they know that they're, this is all God-based and we know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and we all recognize that. So it's an incredible group of people, just um, a, just an incredible, incredible group of people, a natural doctors, um, integrative health practitioners, registered dietitians, PAs, specialists, mental health and wellness, exercise. I mean, it's great. It's great. So I'm I'm honored to be part of the change. Yeah, amen. Now, the, I interviewed the lady from Gold Care. Was her name Priscilla? Is that right? Uh, she no, was that's there. probably great. 
care. That's great care. Great care. I'm sorry. Great care. The other, who was the lady from who was there from Gold Care? There's another lady. She was a blonde headed lady too. Or Dana Granberg Nell. Dana, that was who I had. Yeah, I, for some reason she reminded me of you. I, I don't know yeah. why, because you guys look very similar together. Uh, yeah, we look like we could be sisters. You could sure. be. You could be. And she she came and did a short interview with me, and she was telling how they go and advocate for the patient uh, to get them out of a lot of situations. The hospitals basically, for lack of a better term, kidnapped them. They said you can't leave unless we tell you we can leave. You're not free. What, what do you think you are, you know? Uh, and they help them, and I'm glad to do that. And we're going to see if we can we can bring some of these ladies on to talk about, you know, what those organizations are doing to actually help people and empower them rather than leave them as some victim for some, you know, suicide mission from, from what I see. But There's listen, so you— fear. Go ahead. There's so much fear right now, and that's where yes. we're— we're getting a lot of people like, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid this will happen to me again, or I'm afraid. So uh, first we remind them that God has not given them the spirit of fear. That's Amen. not of the law. Right? He's given us power. Of, of, we have a strong mind and love and power. So we remind them of that first and remind them that that's where we operate too. And we're going to help them navigate everything they need to navigate with their health, with their, for their family. If they get sick, if they need to go to the hospital, we're going to also help them find the right types of people. They need a surgery. We'll help them find the right types of people that understand that as well. Yeah, that's great. And that was something I saw there too. I really saw in this area of health and healing, uh, a bit of discipleship there. I think this is part of, of the kingdom of God, too. It isn't just that Christ has brought us salvation. He saved us from our sin, but he saved us to live into his glory, not for ourselves anymore. And how are we to do that? Well, the best way to do it is to be healthy so that we're strong, so we can go out and expose the evil and so that we can put forth the good. And you guys were doing that. You're you're overcoming the fear by educating people about what the reality of things is instead of the perceived reality. Now, we got about a, a, about a minute left here. I want you to just take the final word here. If we have to go over a couple of minutes, we can do that. But uh, go ahead and tell people where they can find out more about you, where they can get some of this great bee pollen and some of your other products there on the store, and tell them about your website. Yes, so Jana's All Natural, J-A-N-A-S, allnatural.com. And I have a blog with lots of information. Oh, there it is. There's a lot of information there. Uh, we update it regularly. Just, just you know, you can learn, you can read. And then I have a product store, and that's where you can get the bee pollen and a few other little things that we we feel are so important and to our overall health and wellness going forward and it's things for the whole family, which I, I love being able to do that as a mom. I love being able to um, to educate our whole family on how to stay well and healthy. So, yep, that's where I am. Jana's All Natural. And all the latest things that I'm involved in, we usually post up there, too, like the Healing for the Ages. We're already talking about the next conference. I we can't wait. had such a good time. I'm telling you, these it's so wonderful to be around other people that their their focus is on helping people. We really don't. We don't care about, we don't care if our name is known. We don't care about money. We don't, we don't care about any of that. We want to get God giving like, just amazing remedies out to as many people as we possibly can. Amen. Amen. Dr. Jenna, hang on. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See you back here in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.